out, need hope, need hope, need hope Look around, we need hope, broke world, we need hope We all need hope, but tell them it's hope for the broken It's hope for the broken, it's hope for the broken It's hope for the broken, tell them it's hope for the broken It's hope for the broken, it's hope for the broken It's hope for the broken, boy look around, we need hope No question about it, can't get around the whole world Welcome to another edition of Healing Broken Souls. This is Pastor John, and Benny is off on the side of the camera to be able to ask questions as needed. Um, but we are here to uh, do our very best to help heal broken souls in the various ways that we can. Uh, today, I have the privilege and honor of being able to uh, talk with my wife, Marcia. Uh, she's my best half, and I always introduce her as such. And she has a very unique ministry. So, Marsha, why don't you tell me a little bit about the ministry that you're in? Um, well, I began a deaf ministry um, almost 30 years ago. Um, I was in a situation where a lady got up in church, and I thought she was going to sing. And she wound up signing a song, and I just felt like, the Holy Spirit just rushed through me and said, that's what you're supposed to do. And so God has blessed me with uh, the ability to sign, and um, I just try to use that to the best of my ability and spread God's word to those who can't hear. Okay, so I was there with you whenever this first happened. And so, to let our viewers know and, and the people listening, uh, did you know any sign language whatsoever except the universal ones? I did not know any signs at all. Okay, so how did you develop the learning of sign language? Um, the lady that uh, taught me, her name was Doris, and she uh, was teaching some sign language and so I decided to take her class. She also led a sign choir where we would sign to music. Now, this, this was before or after you got that call from God to, with the signing? This was after. Okay, so I, I, you knew nothing about sign language. You had no classes. You didn't even know who this woman was. No. And then you became I, friends. Yes, we became friends, and she told me about the ministry that she had, and um, she was talking about um, the teaching a class and about the sign choir, and I said, I want to join, and uh, so I did, and it was within six months I had learned how to sign, which was an incredible um incredibly quick for learning to sign and, and not just a few sentences or words but you were able to hold tremendous conversations with those who couldn't hear is that right that's right how normal is that that is not normal <laughs> of course i don't do anything normal but i know you married me <laughs> but um no that's how i know that it was definitely a gift from god so Within six months, you learned sign language. How long after that did Doris leave? 
just a couple months. Um, so I had been learning sign language and how to interpret and whatnot for about eight months total. And uh, she let me know that she was leaving. Uh, her husband had gotten a, a job that required them to move. And so uh, the church at the time was trying to decide whether or not to continue the deaf ministry. And Doris was like, well, Marsha can take it over. And I was afraid, <laughs> right, right? first of all, very afraid. Um, but How many deaf people were attending the church that you were at at that time? Two. Two? Mm-hmm. So you had this big ministry for just two people if one person showed up on a sunday for you to preach i'm sure you'd still preach god's word yes well that's why it's important for the deaf to be able to hear god's word as well absolutely so for those who are watching um we had an experience one day in church with marcia and this is where she did something that only the deaf people would be able to know and understand. You want to tell us about that? When the church was trying to decide whether to continue the deaf ministry or not, um, I had, well, God told me to uh, create a situation to where the congregation was deaf. And... So I was going to sign a song, and what I did was I had a um, Walkman. This is how old that, goes that to is. That how old it was, a Walkman. <laughs> um, I had a, a Walkman that, that would play cassette tapes. Um, Again, kids, that's old. Kids can ask their parents what those are. Um, but... Um, um, and I had it behind my back, and I had some earplugs in. And um, with your long hair, they couldn't see the, the right, cords, so, yeah. right. And so uh, I proceeded to sign the song, and nobody heard anything. They just saw me. And after the song was over, I told them, I said, "The deaf people that are here." The only thing that they get is what I give them through my signing and through the body and and that kind of thing. They don't get to hear the um, popular singer singing, the music behind it, the different tones and all that kind of stuff. Only what I give them. And I told them that I signed How Great Thou Art. And I said, I know a lot of you know that song but you didn't know it like you just saw it. And um, that's when they decided that it was important to continue the deaf ministry no matter how many were there or not. And, And that was a very powerful statement that you did because it also made us aware of some of the things, the hindrances that we overlook because we don't understand. Is that right? Correct. So how, how did the deaf respond to that particular 
moment? Um, they, well, first of all, they saw it as they would normally see um, any song be done is through me or someone else that is signing the song. Um, they didn't really see anything different. But when I spoke afterwards and was talking about the importance of the deaf ministry and that they were very appreciative of creating a situation where people would start to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So speaking for myself now, um, as you were going through this process of learning sign language, becoming uh, the deaf ministry director at the church, um, you also got so involved with the deaf community in Fort Wayne, and you noticed a change in well, I noticed a change in me as well. Um, I was before very introverted and um, was um, clingy, Is I guess that might be the right way to say. She hid behind me. Well, uh, I was very nervous being myself out in front of people and uh the deaf ministry really brings out the the extrovert um uh and i began to get immersed in the deaf ministry and in a deaf culture so i'm out at parties with deaf people i'm doing all the different social functions with the deaf people and um it was hard because I was changing. And, and it was a role it, reversal and, and it, for me. Right. And it was, it was hard for you because suddenly I'm not on your sleeve. What do we do? How do I do this? And stuff, I'm just doing it. Well, well not only that, in the same way that on that Sunday morning you did it at the church and made the congregation aware I was now thrusted into the deaf culture world, and I don't know that much sign language. And they would be talking to me, and they'd just be signing all over. And I'm like, hon, what did he say? What did they say? Can, can, can you interpret for me? And that was quite a role reversal for us. It was. And, and uh, we kind of struggled a little bit there, kind of finding their, our place as we both were growing in different ways. And growing in different ministries at the same time, because that's when I began studying for becoming a pastor, and I knew that it was taking a lot of time away, and then I thought, well, I'll come home and have time with my wife and the family, and she was gone. All right. And, and so there was a bit of a struggle there. But God brought us through it, mm -hmm. okay? And so... Yes. So, I, go ahead, John. No, go ahead. So, one thing I want to ask uh, is, how, how many churches have this ministry in their local churches? Not enough. Not enough. Um, there are 
are so many deaf people that are hungry for the word of God that don't know about the word of God. Um, and um, there are churches that have a ministry that don't advertise sometimes as well. Um, and for whatever reason, sometimes uh, the people that are interpreting are not people that have been formally trained to interpret. Uh, they are uh, friends of a deaf person or, or a relative. And um, you need to be careful about making sure that it's not just someone wanting to sign and so they're signing it signing for the church is uh different than signing for like say school or whatever um there's theology that you need to know and there's specific religious signs that you need to know and and that i went to a um a church interpreting training institute when i first started that was like three months in the summertime, very intensive all day, every day, Monday through Friday. So how can uh, a, a church, a, a group, um, look to finding the appropriate person uh, for their respective ministries? There are several um, deaf advocacy groups and um um, interpreting situations that um, that they can contact to try to get somebody that is um, qualified. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there are ways to contact these places to try to find somebody that would be willing to to uh, step in to help a ministry. But but you strongly encourage that they do have a biblical, some type of biblical training to help through this process. Um, it, as long as they have knowledge of certain uh, religious signs and um, and that kind of thing, that's what's important. Uh, because there are some signs that may be uh, appropriate out in a social setting that is not appropriate in a church setting and things like that. So it's important to know the differences in that. And so finding somebody that knows that and knows religious signs is important, definitely. And one last question before we, before we sign off. Is there any type of cultural barriers with the sign language, or is it universal? Um, there is American Sign Language, which is what is ASL, and that's what's used uh, throughout most of the United States. There is also um, what they call Signed Exact English, and that is taught more in the schools so that the kids can learn uh, sentence structure and things like that, but that's not used very often out in the the real world um, type thing. Um, and there's different dialects in different areas of the country, just like when we talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
for the most part, if you know ASL, you can you can get by with having conversations with people wherever. So with your, I know this is going to be the very last question. How can they contact you if they want to know how to start a deaf ministry in their church or connect with, like now you do a sign choir at our church and you do sign language classes beginning? Is that correct? Um, I'll be starting in October the 17th. I'll be starting uh, some sign language classes as well as the sign choir, and they can contact our church anytime. Um, so... Thank you ever so much for sharing that ministry with us. Um, Absolutely. More importantly, sharing your life with me. This is Pastor John, and we're here trying to help heal broken souls. Thank you, and God bless. Yeah. Boy, look around, we need hope. No question about it. Can't get around the whole world around us. Need hope.